friends, and welcome to Pod Return to the Waking Sands. We are a companion podcast, a Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast, where we explore the lore and story of Hydaelyn and beyond. My name is Jen, and I'm joined by my co-host and researcher. I'm Levi. Hi, Levi. I'm going to take us in with a direct quote today, Jen. Wow. Wow. Okay. No, like, how you doing? How's your mom? Boom. How's your, how's your mom, Business. Jen? Business. I actually don't know. She's probably fine. <laughs> Busted. Yeah. So, Jen, in days long past, there existed an occult and arcane art known as black magic, a potent magic of pure destructive force born forth by a sorceress of unparalleled power. Those who learned to wield this instrument of ruin came to be called black mages, out of both fear and respect for their gift. Yet great power served to corrupt the judgment of mortal man, and so he unknowingly set out upon the path of ruin. That's right, Jen. Today is Black Mage Day. Aw, yeah. We are talking about black mages, uh, specifically through level 50. Yep, 30 through 50. That's the jam. So, Black Mage is an omnipresent class in the Final Fantasy series. Its specific abilities differ from game to game, but in general, it's all about commanding destructive elemental magic. In 14, your bread and butter is fire and ice, with some sprinkling of lightning on top. Yeah. We talked about the fire and ice cycle during our Thaumaturge episode. But pretty much how it works is that you blast as much as possible with fire until your MP runs out, and then you switch to the ice phase to cool off for a bit. We also talked about the elements in the Final Fantasy XIV game world quite a bit during the episode two. So if you're interested and hopped on late, maybe give that a listen. Yeah. Thaumaturge. It's great. I feel like the fundamentals of black magic actually get laid pretty well during your 1 to 30 time as a thaumaturge, gameplay-wise. What do you mean? That establishes the core mechanic of the class, the gauge, which shows you your fire and ice attunement. And really, the only mechanic that you gain of note during the 30 to 50 stretch is that ability to proc instant casts of fire and lightning. If you cast fire 1, then you have a good chance to proc fire 3. And the thing is that Fire 3 has a longer cast time and it's a lot more expensive in terms of MP. Right. So it's a lot more efficient to fish for that that free cast proc versus just spamming Fire 3. Yeah, for sure. I, for, maybe maybe it was because my hot bar was, was set up for level 90 shit. I didn't have like the old stuff on my bar at all. Yeah, Black Mage, the worst class to sink down. Oh, God. Anyway, before we get going, a uh, quick recap of the Black Mage history. This is all ground we covered during Thaumaturge because Thaumaturgy is just underground rebranded black magic. So we, we talked about all this stuff back then, but real, really fast recap. Back in the War of the Magi, between the black mages of Vok and the white mages of Amdapur, they had severely taxed the lands Aether, leading to the floods of the Sixth Umbral Calamity. Following those events, black magic was reviled across the realm, and its surviving practitioners were forced to go underground and subsume their teachings into thaumaturgy to preserve some fragment of their art. That brings us to today, where we have just finished up our time as a thaumaturge, 
in the temple of Nalthal in Ulda, and the receptionist, Gayaki, has some news for us. Yes. Yes, she does. And it's it's kind of weird and immediately seems suspicious. And she's very suspicious. She She remains suspicious throughout this whole thing. <laughs> she's like, okay, so we have this dungeon, right? And it's called the Pit of Marasaya. Marasaya, Marasaja, Marasaja. I would call it Marasaja, but whatever. All right. So anyway. This is not a dungeon in the fantasy game sense. This is a prison. Right. Like a, you know, a traditional dungeon. Yes. Not like a, a series of battles where you get stuff. Um. So yeah, Pit of Marasaja. And she she opens with this acute... This is a Shawshank Redemption uh, reference. They throw in pop culture lines and shit from all sorts of stuff all the time, which is always surprising. It it kind of, you know, breaks the fourth wall and kills my aversion a bit, but it's still really fun. But she says, uh, yeah, so in prison, a man will do most anything to keep his mind occupied. One of these guys is someone who claims to have heard the voice of Nodthal, as in Nodthal is basically speaking through him. He's now a conduit for Nodthal. And Yaki is like, right? He also says that he's a black mage. Also, LOL. Them, them shits haven't existed in Neorzia for, for many, many moons. So this guy, Kukuruka Tataruka, is, um, is this prisoner. And he's been there for a hundred years. So for a hundred years, he's been talking to Naldal or something. And she's like, yeah. So now he's apparently got some sort of prophecy that he wants to share with us. Is he the one? So he tells Yayaki, or he tells somebody in the prison that somebody needs to go to Highbridge and yeah, deal with well, this planar fissure. Yayaki, she gets the word from the the jailers that this guy Kukuruka, he has been claiming to hear the voice of Naldal, the god of life, death, and commerce, and he also has been dropping our name somehow directly. And even though right. it seems like he's crazy. Because he's invoking the name of Nalthal, the priests are like, we better check this out just in case. Sure. I mean, that's their job. It's the order, right? The order of Nalthal? Yes. Yeah. Then we have to go to Highbridge and do the thing that he says we had to do. So he got us, found us. We are the chosen one. And what we're supposed to find is the gem of Shatoto. And that will reveal itself to us if we go to this place and do the thing. The gem is named after the founder of black magic, Shatoto. She discovered the art and advanced it to great heights during her lifetime. So important stuff, if true. Right. This is kind of a big fucking deal. Like, hey, I'm going to pull pulled the Warrior of Lights. We're not the Warrior of Light yet. Pull, pulled our names out. I mean, he's dropping a lot of fucking names. Like, he knows how to get word up to the surface. And basically, like, so there's a person up there who is the rightful heir to the gem of Shatoto. And this gem will imbue you with the all of the black magic knowledge from the eons. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Sure, I'll just, I'll take that. That sounds cool. It's... Classic A Realm Reborn in that it undersells its own story. It's just noun vomit at you. Yeah. Even though what's actually happening is that this guy is saying that you're going to find this forbidden relic of black magic 
the forbidden destructive art, but it's like, now, 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 go kill stuff. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so yeah, doing this the first time, of course, you're just you're hearing all these words. Shototo should be somewhat familiar to you, I think, at this point. No, is it not mentioned in the Tomaturge? It wouldn't be. F- yeah, no, it's all it's all soup in there right yeah. now. So, um, okay, well, we're just going through the motions. We're going to go do this thing that Kukuruka says we have to do. So we go out to High Bridge. There is a planar fissure there. This is a, a dark void, like a it's, a... it's a little tiny void gate. Plane of pure darkness. Yeah. Just like a hole in reality that's bleeding this dark energy out of it. Yeah. We poke it and out pop some void scent. The little flying sperm guys. The bogeys? Yep. These ones are deep void souls. Ooh. Deep void sperms. Gross. I didn't design the enemy, Jen. Well, you named it, apparently. It is a little ball, a white little ball. Okay. With a long, tendrily little tail. Okay. You tell me, Jen. All right. All right. It's full of genetic material. I get it. Yeah. You Um, know what I mean. Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) Um, so, yes, we kill the sperms. And we pour their juice into the fissure. God damn it. Their blood, yes. Yeah. Yes. Their Jen. life life juice. Yep. <laughs> and a and Amalja struts up to us. These are the big, thick, dark-scaled lizard men that live in the desert of Thanalan. Thick. So, after we sprinkle the blood around the fissure to basically feed the ground, feed the earth with this blood... We are very much alone in this kind of far off corner of Thanalan. And we hear a voice that says, Thaumaturge, hear me. And something's happening. And that's when this massive Amalja sorcerer approaches us. And we draw our weapon because obviously, you know, we're not buddies, you know, um, Uldans and, and Amalja's. But he lets us know that he is a... He's not here to to fight us. He's here to actually give us this gem because something his he's there because he's he was told he was supposed to be, and he's going to meet somebody um to whom he can pass the gem. Yes, which is us. It's all starting to fall to place. So it seemed like from the description that gem would manifest spontaneously. That's what I was waiting for. Yes, instead this guy walks up and gives us. The gem. Yeah. No, it's like this. This is like scripted out. These all, all of these people have parts to play. And they've been waiting a very, very long time for all of these things to start happening. And the gem, it's a little purple gem with a fireball and or meteor inscription on it. This is the Black Mage Jobstone. Word up. Which contains the memories of, I'm assuming, Shototo. going forward, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that, if it actually is her gem that's some serious power in there i know it's better than the rando paladin jobstone from some guy oh well no there were like two right there was like the good one and then the 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 shitty one yep (laughs) the shitty one was actually the good one anyway so we have the knowledge of shitoto in our hands and we head back to the thaumaturges guild with our prize we give the receptionist our gem not being aware of of that which we hold and she is suitably impressed. Only souls blessed by the grace of Nalthal are entrusted with this stone. Yayaki is worried, though, that the prisoner Kukuruka is somehow pulling strings from inside the pit and calls for an emergency meeting of the Order of Nalthal. But the temple doors slam shut 
and a red-robed and pointy-hatted Lalafell, who has appeared mysteriously, tells us that will not be necessary. Oh, shit. One of his eyes is obscured, and the other one glows yellow. Oh, I know this. I know this look. This was very cool. I had never I never played the, um, as I've said multiple times on this podcast, I've never played any of the other Final Fantasy uh, games, but this I know. I know this. I know this. Look, uh, I think I was watching my friend when he was playing. This was like 1998, 1999. He was playing Final Fantasy X. So I remember very vividly the um, the little the little blue guy with the black face and the glowing eye. Um, it would be nine. Nine? Not ten. Okay. Nine has Vivi, which is the, the callback to the uh... Final Fantasy One Black Mage style. Okay. Then, wow. Then... Sorry. Almost See, embarrass I, yourself there, Jin. No, no, no. I'm I'm very happy to embarrass myself. I'm not I'm not ashamed. I'm very open with my ignorance of all these things. Um but again, that's that's just showing how how familiar this image yep. is. Yes, okay. He's in shadow, you can see a single glowing eye, but then this guy steps forward into the light and the glow fades into a single normal eye. The other one is obscured by a flap from the hat. Yeah, that the standard black mage uh, covering of the left eye and a little um, metal bobble over where your uh, iris would be. He's soon joined by another Lala in a similar getup. This one is wearing blue instead of his red outfit. Yep. So Kukuruka. Oh, you don't know it's Kukuruka yet. Okay, so this mage guy. We do because Yayaki goes Kukuruka. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they're both they're both Lala's, and he's all head to toe in red, um, and they're both wearing the same outfit. But his is red, and um, his his um, assistant or whatever um, his pal is in the the blue and the yellow. And Yayaki reacts with surprise that he escaped somehow, and she demands an explanation. But she's admonished by the other Lala, whose name is Lalai. This is the blue blue wearing black mage. Yeah, she's like the apprentice or whatever. Yep. And she tells Yayaki to respect Kukuruka, who has spent a century in communion with Nal Thal. He fucking speaks for Nal Thal. You show some respect. Okay. We also will learn in a bit that Lalai is the one that set him free. He persuaded her with his accumulated wisdom from his meditations over a century that it is time to be free. And she said, okay, okay. because she believes in his visions and his spiritualism sure you got to believe in something kukuruka makes a proclamation nalthal has told him that the seal on the void gate will be broken once open only the carrier of this gem the gem of shatoto can seal it again hmm. he speaks of us and with that he points at yayaki and the gem that she was holding teleports into our hand Beep. back to its rightful owner yeah we must gather the keys to seal the void gate. Yayaki is apoplectic. This is wrong in so many ways. It's impossible and sacrilege and she won't stand for it. But Kukuruka seethes with power and fixes his glowing gaze on Yayaki. He will not tolerate this ignorance. As the power of the void waxes, the barrier between it and our world wanes. Eventually, that barrier will falter and the void gate will open. And once it has, only the black magic of Eld can seal it. Okay, so um, I guess this is where we come in. 
we just got this gem thing, and it seems like that's kind of important. We need to get a lot of keys to seal the gate. How many keys? Like seven or something. Really? But the gem is the first one. Whew, okay, cool. All right, all right, all right, all right. We got one. Though I just, I have to say, can you imagine being in Yayaki's shoes where you grow up in a mythology, right? All the, the saints and other players throughout the eons that have, um, you know, lived and fought and died in service of this religion or whatever. And just, just the weight of all of that. And through it all, there's talk of this gem, this gem, this gem, the gem of Shatoto, the thing that contains the all the wisdom of the dark art. And it's it's basically like the, uh, you know, the holy grail. She finally gets to see it and touch it and hold it in her hands. Like, Jesus Christ, that what a what a crazy moment that is. And they, it, it's it's not really, you know, presented as that sort of like heavy moment for her, but um, and honestly, her reaction is very flat, um, c- considering. <laughs> but I just have to, I just had to say something about that. It's like the proverbial dog that caught the car. Like she doesn't know what to do now that she has it in her hands. Ugh, thanks, and Joker. And she's like, "Well, I'm still gonna go back and cling to my teachings of everything being forbidden and the status quo because I'm not well, yeah. imaginative enough to understand something has changed." No, that's that's terrifying. But we never see her again. Everyone just walks out on her as she is standing there, befuddled, and mm, goodbye. She's, she's got some stuff to file away, I'm sure. Kukuruka heads over for the Sacrarium, which is another temple in the inner part of Ulda. We make our way there and find Lalai outside. And this is where we learn that Lalai is a former priestess of Nalthal until she took up apprenticeship of black magic through Kukuruka. And she tells us that the next planar fissure is in southern Thanalan. So we go there and we wet the earth with more blood, and then um, we will find some unknown allies that will wait there. It also charges up our job crystal with more rift sealing energy. Yeah. So... We head out there, we poke the rift, stuff comes out, we go back to Ulda, and we say the job's done. While we've been busy charging up our Job crystals, <laughs> Kukuruka has been busy deciphering texts in the Sacrarium. It seems that the Black Mages were ever the favored of Nalthal, and he entrusted the duty of sealing the Void Gate to the Mages. Makes sense. Before our next task, Kukuruka tells us through Lalai, who just channels him. He never comes out from the Sacrarium. He's too busy doing stuff inside. So he just possesses her and talks to us through her. But um, he tells us that his order of Black Mages has died out except for three souls. There are still three members of his order, and in our hands, our gem will unite these members of this order. Okay. All right, we got some buddies out there. And we go meet the first one out in a tunnel behind Burgundy Falls in eastern Thanalan. This is Kazag Cha again, the Amalja, that gave us the gem in the first place. He's also with two other creatures, too. We meet Dozol Melak and Ixal, one of the bird lizard creatures, and 
269 Order Mendicant Daza, a kobold. The gang's all here. Our feeding the ethereal currents with the blood of fiends has summoned the members of the Order here. But we've got a lot more to do before we can seal the void gate. Namely, go find more fissures and do the same thing over again. Well, we gotta find the keys. Yep. We gotta find the keys. We also have to prove that we are indeed the chosen but one. There are no keys. The key no, is I mean, it's charging not like a up key. the crystal. Right, no, it's not a like a key in the literal sense. Um, but it's it's basically gaining the power required to seal that shit back up. Or so we are told. So we are told. You don't need no foreshadowing here. It's fine. So we find Dozol and Daza in the Silent King, that sunken ruin in Western Thanalan. Oh, yeah, because... Kazakh Cha says, go meet Dozol and Daza in, at the Silent King, which is on the way to Vesper Bay. It's that big watery lagoon with the um, broken um, statues and columns and things like that. It's a cool spot. So um, we got a couple of planar fishers out there and Dozol and Daza are going to monitor us while we deal with this just to, you know, just to just to make sure that we're on the up and up, that we are strong enough. We do that. We do two more Fisher things, out pops an Araman from each one. We kill it. We blood the Fisher and done. And then uh, we go back to the tunnels again, where we find Dozol the Ixal, who tells us in so many words in the Ixal affectation, which is broken English punctuated by squawks every sentence <laughs> for like seven different paragraphs of text it's 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 hard it's hard it's it's hard to read it yeah because it's three words period three words period squawk three words period so right whatever it's you know it's it's yeah it just goes on and this is all it's, just it's saying go to the black shroud and <laughs> go poke a mossy pillar and see what happens so Okay, I have things to say about the mossy pillar. But what, what Dozal tells us is that the, in, in his broken words, is that the, the Void Gate is spilling gloom, capital G, gloom. And the gloom is attracted to our black magic. Obviously, there's a relationship between the, you know, the, the Void Gate and our black magic. That's, they have, you know, origins. So the one powerful mage of Eld decided that he needed to very much limit the audience for his teachings for black magic. And, you know, while that's good because you can easily get carried away with this stuff and destroy yourself along with the cities and whatever in the meantime, if you don't have the right ethics, I suppose, um, or the strength to control the power. He decides, I'm only going to teach a very select few about black magic and all of the, the writings and teachings, etc., about uh, this dark art have been scattered into the winds across the eons. However, one of these relics still exists in the South Shroud as a as a pillar that is overgrown now with moss. And now we must go to this pillar and see what we see and do what we got to do. What we got to do is we, we poke it. When we do so, the gem of Shototo lights up and speaks to us directly. Uh, it tells us that we have to prove ourselves by killing stuff. Big surprise. Yeah. And then a ton of these fissures start appearing. A ton! This is a solo instance. It does the same thing three times over during it where a bunch of fissures appear. We have to 
destroy them before too much time passes. Otherwise, void sent up here from them. Yeah. And start fighting us. It's a lot. So it's a lot. You definitely want to burn the fissures as soon as possible because yeah. you, as a black mage, are not very durable. And if you let too many of them summon their you creature, you will become overwhelmed and you'll die. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. So it's mechanically a bit rigorous, but it's the exact same thing of killing fissures than killing creatures that are left over from that wave of fissures times three. Yeah. And that's that. Pretty good. So we do Daza so. Daza is very impressed. He is very impressed. We get our next spell at that point in time because we have powered ourselves up yeah. through this crystal. And now comes the dreaded artifact armor phase. Yeah, I thought this was funny. It just, it, there's no way really to gracefully <laughs> include the search for clothes no. into, uh, you know, a plot, a plot point or, or, you know, a plot for a quest. It's, it's always very clumsy. This is so bad, Jen. So we go back. We've done the Fisher thing. We go back again. The kobold Daza tells us that his ancestor left behind a stone tablet. He also goes on for a long time about how his ancestor was disrespected and ill-treated by the other kobolds well, because that's... he didn't follow societal norms. Right. Well, he was, you know, following following the line of the Black Mage. This is something that is has been passed down in his, his family for a very long time. And this is the case with all of them. That's why all three of them are involved in this process. That's why, you know, so so Dozal Melok and Kazakhcha and Daza... For generations past, they have been uh, passing down the knowledge of black magic and telling them of this eventual prophecy about, the, you know, someone will appear that will be the chosen one who will um, take ownership of the gem of Shatoto and and basically bring our art back into circulation. And their, their great, I think, great-grandmothers, great-grandfathers basically wrote down in their journals and diaries and said like everything all of the knowledge that they knew and they passed that down to their child and then their child and their child however this in the pursuit of this knowledge that meant they had to leave their ancestral homes so the Ixal had to leave uh the black shroud and um daza and his ancestors had to leave okamura which they are not allowed to do and so all of them, all of these, all of these ancestors became pariahs and were banished from their tribes. That's like, a, you know, it, it's, it's kind of sad. And each one of these has their own, you know, Kaza and Dozal and Daza, they all have their own story about how their ancestors were, were banished from their tribes and, and, you know, the trials and tribulations of, of all of that. And so, I mean, it, so it's like, again, can you imagine this... This story that they've been told their entire lives, that their mother has been told her entire life, her grandmother has been told her entire life. Finally, they're sitting there in the tunnel at Burgundy Falls, talking to the Chosen One, and finally going through the motions of the sequence of events, essentially like a myth. But they have held fast in their faith that this is something that will happen. And it has. And I'm really happy for them. Anyway... So amongst these belongings from the kobold's ancestor is a stone tablet, which he has good feelings about, but it's covered in scratches. But by the light of the gem of Shatoto, it reveals writing, which says, To ward against the creeping gloom, thou needeth great garb to stay any doom. We need to get some clothes. Yeah, they they had to make a poem to 
for 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 us going to get a hat and gloves, yep. boots, yep. pants. There's no good way to introduce this as a quest. And I wish they didn't. I wish they could just be like, here's a chest full of stuff that my grandfather left me. May it serve you well. And that's what they do after A Realm Reborn. <laughs> but the pall over every Realm Reborn request is this artifact armor phase where you got to get all the clothes. Yep. At least, well, all but one. And the final piece is always the... The special one. The special one. Which is the chest piece. Correct. So for Paladin, we went on a scavenger hunt in southern Thanalan. Mm-hmm. That was maybe across a couple square miles in in-game geography. Mm-hmm. This one is spread across four different game zones. It's so we got to teleport to the place. There's one in, in every major region. So the Black Shroud, Lanosia, and Thanalan. Yeah. And then the other one is in Thanalan too, whatever. Yeah, we're visiting the um, the tribe encampments. Yeah. So we teleport there to the Aetherite. We have to hoof it if we are a first-time player who's not replaying this. We hoof it on foot from the Aetherite to this fissure. Fortunately, the beastmen have given us their blood, so there's no fight this time. But we got to pour their blood into the fissure, and then out pops a clothes. <laughs> and then we teleport to the next region, do the exact same thing again. If you are a first-time player as a first-time black mage, you cannot fly to these places. And in A Realm Reborn, where this quest was designed, flight did not exist, period. Really? Yeah, flight came along in Heaven's Ward. Fuck. Okay, so, so you have... I'm sh- At this point, you have a mount. Yes. Okay. But when you say that there's no fighting, that's only if you can fly in and drop down right above the fissure. Because these, these are deep in these camps, and you've got to walk past a whole bunch of bullshit in order to get to the fissure. And you will be fighting at least a couple guys. You know, we we have flight, so I could just drop in, boop, boop, yep. zip out, jump. Yeah. That's your privilege. And then we return back to the tunnels in eastern Thanalan, at which point Kazag Cha tells us about the fourth one, which is mercifully in the same zone, just a bit north by a hidden shrine to Thal. Thal's respite. Yes. Yes. There's, there are two shrines to Nal Thal in Thanalan. No. Well, is- right, right, right. So one's to Nald and one's to Thal. Yes. Yeah. Because they are a duality, Jen. Correct. So uh, we have four pieces of gear now, but there is one piece of armor missing, and they dress this up so much. This is a crisis. Right. The, sol- missing- oh, the solace of the gods is our fucking jacket? Yes. So we don't have the solace of the gods. Our robe is missing. This is the crisis. We cannot seal the void gate. We don't have the power. We need this fucking coat. Yep. Ah. Well, shit. So everyone goes back to their homelands to go and study as to where this last piece of armor could be. They don't even know what it is. Is the solace of the gods? Is it a place? Is it a thing? Well, I'll give you a hint. We don't know. There are five gear slots. Oh, my God. We got four of them covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the beastmen have gone back to figure out where this thing is, and we go to check on Kukuruka. But he is missing, and Lalai is pissed. Oh, boy, is she. I mean, all right. We all got bamboozled by this guy. So she can no longer commune with him for some reason, so she goes into his very secret office that he she's not allowed into. 
And he's gone, but she's like, all right, but he's missing. So I got to, you know, I got to do something. I'm not allowed to be in here, but that's okay, right? Right? I'm looking for a missing man. And she's looking through all of his papers and stuff. And she's like, oh, my God. So he's been playing us for chumps. One, he's been sitting there planning this bullshit for 100 years. He doesn't talk to Nald Thal. And the keys that we've been trying to get to seal the void gate, that shit is going to open the void gate. Fuck. And now Kukuruga is missing and uh, shit's about to hit the fan. We gotta, we gotta do something. I think she says that we need to go to, was it Nald's yes. Reflection? It's the Temple of yeah. Nald in southern, southern Thanalan. Yeah, just south of Little Alamigo. Yep. So it's down a deep cave that winds away from the desert. It's really cool. It's I love this. And they have these like huge uh like torch pillars. Yes. Yeah. So like these uh ancient uh fluvial rock formations. Um and you're well, I was gonna say flying, but you're not flying, you're walking through them. These illuminated pillars or, you know, these like, um, you know, pathway lights, you can find them all over. They're in Linosia and Gridania and whatever. And it's very, it's very cute. These little garden lights along the main paths. Um, but these are really big. And so it, you can tell you're heading to something very important and very sacred. And as we're approaching the mouth of Nald's reflection, uh, we're seeing bodies of void scent littering the floor. And our friends, Dozol and Kazag and Daza, are there waiting for us. We go in to confront Kukuruka. Yes. And he's already here. He is before this shrine to Nald, which is a great altar and statue. Very cool. But he's in the middle of a very intense incantation. Yeah, he is awash with dark magic. We rush to stop him, but we're too late. Um... This fiend, he's trying to summon Barbatos, which is a great white-skinned gargoyle void scent with dual blades. It jumps down to fight us. Yeah. So this is the creature that we were trying to prevent from entering Eorzea this entire time. And now it's here. Okay, cool. So now we have to... And Kukuruga faints. This is an extreme expenditure of his power. Barbatos is pretty strong. And being, again, a black mage, we're not super durable. So there are void gates open in this arena that will, of course, spit out void scent if we don't shut them down. And then the the boss himself will drop these big fat cleaves on you, which fortunately have a long cast bar, like they have a long wind up to them. Yeah. So you can finish your spell and get out if you need to. You don't have to break your spell and reposition. Yeah. And, and thankfully that... That big fat instance previously kind of taught us that, you know, if, you, if you're doing this the first time, like me, uh, you have to do it a couple of times before you figure that shit out. Like, oh, I should probably take care of these portals first, right? Yeah. So you, you learn very quickly that you've got to focus on these portals, get those shut down. Otherwise, you will be overrun. So good lesson. It builds on that. After we take out the portals so we're safe from new summons, we can focus fire on Barbatos, and he goes down fairly fast at that point. We also have the three beastmen black mages there too, so it's you've, you've got some help there. He's not just focusing firing on you alone. Once the void scent falls, the beastmen are pissed at Kukuruka. They want revenge for being misled. Fair. Kukuruka looks at them all and names their ancestors. And then us. He seems surprisingly pleased at our victory. 
despite having tried to engineer this summoning. So he tells us what's really going on. So this kid, the kid Kukuruka, meets up with the great-grandmothers, grandfathers of our three friends, of whom we have heard much about. And the four of them, together with all of their combined knowledge, are able to unlock great mysteries of the power of black magic. But in his arrogance, Kukuruka tried to modify an incantation and unleash destruction. When they are... In the middle of their incantation, Kukuruka, in that moment, decides to alter the incantation a little bit because he wanted to. And what that does is it tears his friends apart and they all come together to form Barbados. And now he is unleashed in the form of his three friends having like some... some like, you know, abomination of an amalgamation of their body parts and their ether because they are dead and they are gone and now they are part of this thing that he has made because he has no strength to defeat it. All you can do is seal it up and then spend the next 100 years figuring out a scheme to get that shit open again, but only in the presence of the chosen one who has the power to defeat it once and for all. Holy shit. So there you go. Now that he's spent his Aether in reopening this sealed void scent, Kukuruka is dying, and he offers us this last artifact, the the chest armor, the Solace of the Gods, or also known as Nald's Reflection, or go in, in the glamour chest in five minutes. Mm-hmm. In the armoire, yeah. I hate when they give us stuff like that, that is really drummed up. But then it's just going to get replaced in a few minutes. Especially because... It's going to... No, Ironworks gear. Also, even before then, he gives you the level 50 set in a coffer alongside the um, the level 45 chest piece. So you immediately get the tools to replace the artifact armor even before you get your um, tombstone armor. I know. And I was I was so excited because this was the first... I, I did Thaumaturge and Black Mage just like straight through to 90. Like I didn't really touch any other job. So I was really excited to finally get this artifact gear. I wanted to look like the guy in the banner on my Steam page for Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> and then I did, but but yeah, now, now yeah, it's just chilling in my armoire. Anyway, we've been given our gift and Kukuruka dissipates into a wisp of dark magic. The beastmen are forgiving because they feel like their ancestors have been freed. And even though they were misled and this guy was shitty to them, he's now undone the wrongs of the past. And they head back home to their respective homelands. Yep. We go and meet Kazag Cha back in eastern Thanalan one last time in those tunnels. And he says that we will be companions forever. The dark art that we share will be our bond. Yeah. The end. Ta-da! Well, Jen, I know that you love this quest. I mean, coming off of Paladin, yeah. Even without the comparison to the Paladin quest, I still liked this. 
thought there was a like a cool twist. There was a lot of mystery. There was also a, the, the weight of the history of black magic and how it was um, suppressed and only the, the knowledge of it held by, a you know, three fucking people from three disparate um, beast tribes over like a century or so, um, at least. Yeah, like I felt that. I think the story is good. The issue for me is that I feel like a Puppet Master reveal is a very hard sell in a game with a linear story. You can't mislead me because I don't have a choice. Right. You can't trick me because I don't have the capacity to be tricked or to discern or choose not to be. So when you do the whole, you've been dancing to my tune all along reveal, I don't feel anything because I haven't had the chance to fall for it myself. Right. It makes you it makes you feel like your character is really kind of dumb and impressionable. <laughs> okay, you said to do this thing. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Yeah. So there's no, I mean, there's no room for role playing here. Like you can't, there is no room for like a, a dialogue box option for mm-hmm. do you trust Kukuruka and do the thing that he said? Or do you trust Yayake? Say, you're a crazy man. I'm not doing much. But I mean, there's, so there's no room for that. Yeah. Obviously. When the twists work, there has been some setup for the twist and some mistrust you're not being led by the nose but it's kind of hinted that not all is as it seems yeah the other thing though is that the story of this is all at the beginning and end there's nothing in the middle really like every quest tier except for the level 30 and level 51 is pretty much a bunch of the, the Beastmen talkie talks, which I, I personally, I, I can't stand the A Realm Reborn Beastmen affectations. Yeah. It, it's very hard to read and it takes me out of mm-hmm. the experience because. Yeah. It, yeah, I'm talking, I'm talking to cartoons. Yeah, exactly. It, it's just that every, every single step comes down to you talking to the Beastmen. They tell you that black magic will seal the, the gate. So make your power go up and power up your, your job stone and then do the task and then repeat in five levels. I don't know. I feel like you 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 start out the you start at the quest with um you know a handful of information. This this quest line reveals so much more about the the trials that black magic has endured over the past however many centuries. I, I think what it does is um it it adds a a weight to your chosen job, which I like. There's there's a history there, and there's drama. And it makes you feel a little, um, you know, like, cool. Like, I, you know, I am one of five people currently on this whole planet that can wield black magic effectively. The secrets have been lost to the ages, but I have it. So, yeah, it made me feel like a special little little girl. I don't know. It just it just made the the job feel that much more I- important. And of course, it's it's a lot easier for me to get myself all all immersed in this stuff. Like I I will I will wave hand wave away so much of the stuff that you talked about that is annoying or um, immersion breaking or just you know maybe not great storytelling um, or you know storytelling that has to be sacrificed in the name of mechanics because of how the game is formatted. Whatever, like I will hand wave all that away so that I can sit and and live in this world and feel all the feelings. So that's where I I came from. So I I have, I have different opinions. Well, good. Unfortunately for me, I, I'm not trying to set barriers for myself, but I need to be drawn in to be engaged. 
I can do less of the work for the game than you can in terms of bridging the gap from the the elements there to your engagement. Yes. Which I'm sure is much more enjoyable for you. I'm sure you had a better time doing this than I did, Jen. But I probably did, yes. The, the middle section was a bit of a, a, a drag for me. And I think that's where I landed on this quest overall. It's The, the beginning and end are pretty strong. Mm-hmm. I think that the overall concept of a, a black mage who needs someone to undo his wrongs, that, that's a good story. And discovering as well, like rediscovering black magic is also, I think, interesting too. It's the same thing, to, I guess, for me. Like the way that you get this job stone doesn't feel earned to me. Not really. No. Somebody told me that I was so special and then I did some arbitrary task and then some guy came up and gave it to me. That that doesn't really feel like I have through my actions I have achieved the you know the beginnings of ancient power. Also, how did Kukuruka know our name and how did he know to invoke it? That's actually the interesting thing about this whole thing is that I feel like a lot of what he says about his time in prison was a lie. The the Nalthal stuff kind of drops away after we understand what's really going on. And I'm not clear on if he was just using that to draw in the lie and to keep her on the hook to see his plan come to fruition, or if he actually has some spiritual connection. What we know of the Twelve is they, they do not talk to people almost, period. Right. So maybe he's super special, or maybe, again, he's just lying to see his will done. Which I think the latter is more likely because this whole thing is his manipulation. It is possible that it could be both. It could be. We don't know for sure. Because how else would he know our name? How else would he know that we were, you know, very special? Well. Because we are. We are very special. We're very special. If we assume that he is lying about the Nalthal stuff. One, he's already educated. He knows a lot going into prison Mm -hmm. because of all his studies from before then. So it could be he knew the stuff about Nalthal from the other studies and he just drip fed it to the lie to keep her on the hook. And it might be that she is the one who has informed him of this star student of the Thaumaturge Guild, us. And he's like, this guy seems like he's got the chops to do what needs to be done. So we're going to get this thing in motion now that we have a good candidate. So, yeah, there is there is the prophecy which he would have known about. Obviously, having like a spy on the outside, um, like Lalai, would be very important. And, you know, she might be like the fifth in a long line of fucking, you know, disciples. Let's go back to that prophecy, though. This all the stuff comes from both the the stuff from the ancestors that they have laying around. And also at one point, the the gem of Shitoto itself lights up and talks to us directly. Mm-hmm. The, the gem, if you... Take it on faith that it is what it is and it's not like his his jobstone or whatever. No, 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 because he doesn't have it. Kazakh Cha has it. Yes, but he could have left it with his other stuff before he went to prison. Did he ever have it to begin with? We Do don't we know? know. Okay. Someone, I mean, if Kazakh Cha had it, then someone in this group of four people from before this accident had it. And I'm I'm assuming that Kazakh Cha's ancestor passed it down. Right. Through his descendants until Kazakh Cha was able to it. pass it on, yes. So it could be the Gem of Shitoto. It could also be Kukuruka's jobstone or some other jobstone. We don't have a confirmation, I don't think, that this is necessarily what he says it is. Curious. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard because your your main resource is a, a liar. 
So <laughs> you can't really trust anything necessarily as being fact. I mean, he 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 did what he had to do to get all of this stuff going. I, I'm not <clears> trying <throat> to put him on blast for lying. I'm just saying that the information that we received during this quest line comes from an undependable source. So we can't say for sure that anything we have is either tied to Nalthal or tied to Shitoto, or is it just manufactured to have this thing come about? Because what we, we do know for almost certain is that after this accident happened, he decided to consign himself to the pit mm-hmm. until someone came along that could unfuck the situation. Mm-hmm. Also, though, these beastmen, the, the Ixal, the Amalja, and the Kobold, they have this stuff that came from their ancestor. Their ancestors got sucked into Barbados. Yeah. They didn't obviously bequeath it on their deathbed to these children. So it might be that Kukuruka was the one who found the families of these ancestors before he had his self-imprisonment. And he passed on the stuff saying, hey, here's your missing uncle, husband, wives, whatever the fuck. Um, <laughs> here's their stuff. You know, pass it down to their children until this these conditions come about. It might be that all of the prophecy was him just setting up these nudges to see this thing come about in the present. And that, kids, is what we call the long con. Any closing thoughts, Jin? Um, no. Next time, we are, for the first time, going to pod return to the waking sands. (laughs) (sighs) Holy shit. We are going to play through the entirety of the Waking Sands content next time until we get sent out on our first mission. We are also going to do a bio segment where we talk about every member of the Scions of the Seventh Dawn. So uh, look forward to that next time. And that will do it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. If you would like, you can get in touch with us via email at podreturnffxiv at gmail.com. And um, we hope you enjoyed the episode. And we will see you next time.